Hello, Coastal Ben. Ashley here with your local Coastal Ben Blood Center's Third Coast Vein podcast. And today's episode is super special. We have one of our amazing Thank the Donor recipients and his family in the house today. Mr. Christopher Alanis and Veronica Alanis and Olivia is in the house today. And he's here or they are here to talk about his life-saving story. So, you know, there's so many details about this this tragic incident that that occurred, but tragic in the event that it was a horrifying moment or occurrence, but beautiful in the sense that there's an amazing outcome and that he's here today to tell his life-saving story. So we couldn't be more excited to hear this story. So welcome, Christopher and Veronica. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Oh, thank you. Hi, I do. Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Christopher, I know we spoke briefly prior to this, and I know um, you don't remember quite a quite a lot from the incident due to, of course, the injuries. So Veronica, his wife, is going to kind of chime in, or probably be talking most of the time because she remembers most. But you can you tell us? Well, I guess we'll start with you know what day it occurred. You were on the job, and then after that, we'll let Veronica kind of take over. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, I'm sorry. First of all, you are, tell us what you do for a living. Well, I'm a Bojo agent. Okay. Working out of the Kingsville Station. Okay. How uh, long have you been doing that? As of August of this year, 13 years. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So so this, this hap, sorry to interrupt you. So this occurred on May 2nd. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what I, what I led up, up to it, mm-hmm. um, Kind of is a little blurry. Okay. I remember so many things up to it. Okay. That people have told me mm-hmm. uh, that summer, that the that the whole course of the summer. Okay. But we responded to a incident from our checkpoint. Okay. We we're catch, trying to catch up to the vehicle. Uh, some awesome way, uh, my partner was trying to drive. From the northbound lane into the crossover to turn around to go back south. Okay. And some awesome way he was, for lack of a better word, got T-boned by 18-wheeler. Oh, wow. Trying to get into the crossover. Okay. Uh, that caused an accident, obviously. And thankfully for me and my partner... Uh, there was another agent behind him. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw incident. To, he was able to get on our uh, service radio and call out for assistance. Wow! For for ambulance, medical, and they were able to respond to the scene. Yes, uh, pretty quickly. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, and from there they were able to extract not only me but my partner from the vehicle. Okay. Um, what ha- actually happened during that time? I have. Don't remember any of it. Okay. Um, for obvious reasons, um, they are able to extract me, transport me, transport me to the hospital, and from there, I got transported. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from Halo Flight. Yes. Uh, either by ambulance or by Halo Flight itself, to Corpus uh, Medical Center. From there, we were triaged and or uh, helped out medically, medically wise. From them, and then from there, I was able to be transported to Austin. Okay. Uh, uh, 
uh, PAM Center. Okay. And uh, we're able to start my rehabilitation process. Okay. To and then after some time, be able to be released from there, back home, where I continue my rehabilitation uh, process, and we're able. To, I've been doing that since. Since the incident. Okay. So since May the 2nd. So now we're about June, July, August, September. I think four. Four months. Four okay. Months. Wow. Tell me, or Veronica, tell me what you remember. Uh, okay. So the accident happened on May 2nd of mm-hmm. this year, okay. 2023. Um, I remember, um, I guess, <laughs> looking at my phone because we were, I was, my daughter had practiced that day. Okay. So I remember looking at my phone and being like, okay, Chris is in the field. Everything's fine. I just need to go home, feed her, and then we'll rush to go to, to, practice. The, to practice. So this was a, a work a work. Uh, it was a, a work, work day. day. Okay. Oh, and definitely. midday, right? A midday. Okay. Yeah. So I got home around five o'clock and um, I was like, okay, Olivia, we made, I had made pot roast mm. in the crock pot. Um, we were about to sit down, and the next thing you know is I, I see on my ring. Two Border Patrol agents show up at my door. Oh, my gosh. Um, I got up from my mom's house because we were at my mom's. We got I got up and ran to my house. Um, and all I remember is them telling me that my husband is uh, getting transported to the hospital um, Halo via Halo flight okay. uh, to the Corpus Christi shoreline. And I remember asking them what happened, what happened, what happened to my husband. Um, they said, we just need to get you there. Um, so then... I get in the car with my parents. First, I was panicking because I was like, what do I pack? Right. Like, what do you pack for this? Like, yeah. This is, this is not what something I, that you, you know, train for. No, right? nobody's trained for this yes. at all. So I remember freaking out over that. My mom was like, you're fine. Just get in the car. Yeah. So we'll worry about that don't later. Don't worry about yeah. that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get in the car. We drive over there. Um, we walk into the Shoreline Emergency um, Area. Uh, we walk in and say, I'm here for uh, Christopher Alanis. He was halo flighted over here. And uh, I remember seeing a Border Patrol agent walk out. Um, I don't know his real name. But they call him Moose. Okay. Um, my husband probably knows his, his last name. <laughs> uh, they're good, they're good, they're good. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I remember Moose coming out, um, and they take us to the back to a little, little, little room. Okay. Um, it's myself and my, my mom, my dad, my niece, and my daughter. Um, and uh, the support dog, Chappie. Okay. Um, the Border Patrol support dog. He okay. was there, and, and his handler, Hess. We were just sitting in there, and I was I kept asking, like, what happened to my husband? What happened? Um, the next thing you know is I get a text message saying that my husband, like, it was a 18-wheeler hit uh, their vehicle. Okay. Um, and nobody knew exactly what happened. So then a nurse comes by, tells me, okay, now I need you to go upstairs. So I remember following them, we went up to the fourth floor to the um, ICU. Okay. Um, we probably waited about uh, maybe four hours. Um, we didn't get told anything. Gosh. Um, we get put, I eventually some of my supervisors for who, the company I work with and then also some Border Patrol, uh, they went and they asked like, hey, she, she needs an update. Um, they finally pulled me to the back and I remember the first time seeing him. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to, I will never forget this. They, the doctor coming up to me and saying, I need you to sign this, this, and this because I need to drill your head, uh, drill a hole in your husband's head uh, oh because gosh. the pressure is too much. Um, he has brain breeds everywhere. Um, and this is the biggest one. She showed me like all these scans. And then if you don't sign this, then he's dead. 
Um, oh so I had to sign. Sorry if I start crying. No, that's okay. We're probably all going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I remember um, signing, signing the form, and um, they basically told me I, I, I was able to hold his hand, and I said, "Panda," because I call him Panda. Panda, oh. I'm here, and he grabbed my hand, and they told me, "You're not allowed to touch him. Oh gosh, if you touch him." His blood pressure will go too high. Oh, God. And he will go brain dead. Oh, my God. So I had to um, withdraw my hand. And then they said, okay, I need you to leave. So they took me out, um, out of the room, back into the waiting room. And when I walked out, you just saw the room from the icy room door all the way to the other waiting room. Uh Um, It was full border patrol. Oh, my gosh. Full, full. Even the waiting room itself, it was tons of border patrol um, some of my company, uh-huh. um, New Star, in there too, but it was mostly Border Patrol. Um, and then I had to wait about another two hours, and then they, they told me, okay, you can go back there. And then the, the doctor, I remember the doctor explained to me, okay, you're going to see this this little tube on top of the head, and you're going to see all these tubes coming out, and then you're going to hear this beeping noise. If he goes over the 20 mark, then it's dangerous for him. It's a 72-hour dangerous note. And you're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, so we'll have to go day by day. And then from that point on, I remember the next 72 hours, the doctor would come in and say, well, he ain't doing this, so this ain't a good sign. Um, he might be brain dead. Or he's doing this, he, this is not a good sign. So I had to wait probably a week to figure out if he was going to come out of it or not. Um, but he did. He, um, I re- oh. we, would, we would make jokes out of him because he would sometimes cross his feet uh-huh. and start like shaking it uh-huh. like impatient oh. like okay where like yeah. where are we at with this and yeah. then so those were like little signs of he's waking up oh man um, so amazing it, it was amazing <laughs> i i mean i just don't i don't i don't have any words that's just yeah. i can't imagine going through that as a wife and as a family um that's a lot wow you really are a, a walking miracle. Miracle. Yeah. I mean, they so they've told you this, right? Uh-huh. And the reason being because I'm assuming there were so many brain bleeds, right? And that yes. And did they tell you more in detail as to why, you know, that he is a walking miracle? No, they don't know. They just say that uh, with his state of injuries he've had, that he shouldn't be walking and talking. That wow. he's a walking, truly a walking yeah. miracle. So it was it was very interesting. So. And he was, and he was in the hospital for you said about a month. Is that right? Uh, or in a coma for a month? No, so he was in a coma for fourteen days. Okay. No, no, thirteen days. Thirteen sorry. days. Okay. Coma for thirteen days. Um, then he woke up. But then, so with the brain injuries, they, there's several types. Like you go through different phases. So the first phase is is angry. So mm. for about three weeks, I was cussed at, yelled at. Um, it was real, real bad. For uh, those of you that are, they can't see us, um, Miss Stralanis is laughing. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard these, these stories. She's, she's never gonna let you forget <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not gonna let me forget it. Oh yeah, he was. I said sorry a whole bunch of times already. <laughs> Too <laughs> funny. Because apparently I, I'd said some things that probably should not have been said, yeah. but I said it anyways, right? Just because of the state I was in, right? Yeah, out of and your control. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Just. Yeah. just a bit, but um, my wife got me through it, right? And be able to tell me some stuff that I said mm-hmm. uh, on, <laughs> <laughs> on there that you can laugh about now. That I can laugh about it now, but she uh, 
help me through it. Oh, yeah. And I can definitely see the support. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can see it. <laughs> and again, I went through a s- several different phases of that. Right. And part of it was the, why am I here? A um, lot of wise. Wise. Yeah. Kinda, uh, angry, anger issues sometimes. Yeah. But it's nothing that I remember because. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. This is all yeah. stuff that I'm getting from my wife. Right, right. <laughs> my, that you're being told. My, my family. Yeah. Uh, coworkers. Uh, I, people around you, yeah. People around me, yes, sir. I just want to say that I think that's super special and um, beautiful to hear that you have that support from your fellow Border Patrol, you know, um, agents, that they were there to support you and you as well, um, your, your company and family. I think that's really special when you have those people show up in times like this. And the fact that, you know, of course, we'll talk about blood because that's one of the main things is having it there readily. And the partnership that we have with Halo Flight, thank goodness that they were able to get there when they did. And thank goodness, like you stated, the other Border Patrol um, agents were behind you guys because it it is all about timing, right? I mean, the faster you get there, the better. And being able to have that blood on, on our Halo Flight helicopters is is pretty important and this is a perfect example as to why because it literally saves lives yeah so we definitely want to um you know this is why we're here and and you're telling your story because obviously we want to share these beautiful stories you know and these great testimonies but also it's because you know talking about that we wouldn't be here without blood right i mean if there wasn't blood that you were able to receive etc then, you know, we might have had a different outcome. So this is why it's extremely vital that we continue to bring the awareness of donating blood, which is really donating life. Oh. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, uh, did you guys ever donate blood prior? Is that something that was something that you guys did? Or did y'all, you know, know anything about how that worked prior to this incident? And a lot of times people don't, don't really know the behind the scenes of donating blood until it hits home, right? Which is completely fine. You just, you, sometimes you just don't, you're not aware of it, of, you know, how the blood only has a, a, certain, a certain shelf life, and, you know, that, you know, you can donate blood every 56 days, et cetera. So did you guys know any of the um, story, I guess the, um, what's the word I'm looking for, education on donating blood prior? I've mm-hmm. done it before. Oh, great, great. So my profession to the border patrol, yeah, I was gonna say we're out. We have blood drives at the border patrol quite frequently in Keensville. So, um, and you guys always do really, really well there. So, yeah. cool. So you already knew the the whole importance behind it. Um, my blood type, dude. Oh, the, cool. The, yeah. Bend, yeah. Uh, blood, blood drives, a lot of so. people do. A lot of people do. <laughs> like, how am I gonna? So after I donate blood, am I gonna know? I said yes. Within twenty four hours, you will know your blood type. <laughs> I never knew how many people were not aware of their blood type. It's bizarre. I guess, you know, at our doctor's offices, people, that's not something that they tell you on a, re- you know, regularly unless you ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how about yourself? Because a new star. Wait, I mean, yeah, we have new stars yes. on mobile drives. And, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So then you guys already knew about, you know, the yes. importance of donating and all that good stuff. Awesome. Okay. Yes. So let's go back to, he was, this isn't occurred on May, on May 2nd. He was in a coma for 13 days. He was transferred to... Is it Austin? Is that no, correct? No, so he was in Shoreline for about a month. Okay. And then uh, we got approvals to go to Austin um, for the Texas Neuro Center okay. uh, rehab. Okay. And then he was there for about two weeks, and the doctor was, like, amazed. Amazed. Gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it was very interesting to see the other patients and see Chris and his state and be like, wow. Total nine day. Yeah, night wow. and day. And then... He got released, and then we went to outpatient in um, Ham and Corpus Christi. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and he just graduated speech. Yeah. 
Oh, PT and OT. Yes. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, how sweet. His daughter, Olivia, is holding his hand. Yay. That's amazing. That's special. My goodness. My heart. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. So how much more, did they tell you how much more time you have for your um, ther- rehabilitation? Or is it something that's just going to be ongoing until? I'm um, not sure how long it's supposed to go, but I'm done with rehabilitation here. Okay. As far as... Um, with Pam. Okay. So I've done physical therapy. I've done occupational therapy. I just got done with speech. Okay. Uh, therapy. So next part of it is something I deal with my own doctors here in town Corpus. Okay. That will kind of help facilitate, hopefully, the, my return back to, to work. Okay. Oh, that was my next question. If you were, you know, what was the time frame when you would be expected to, to uh, be back? It could be, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. it could be up to my, uh, my neurologist. Okay. That's uh, based out of Austin. Uh, once he gets all the information from my rehabilitation center, mm-hmm. he's going to look at that. Then he's going to ask some more questions for me okay. to answer. Uh, once that's taken care of, my doctor here, Corpus will get the information from him also, his evaluation, and from there they will uh, work together on a time frame okay. of when I can go back to work and at what level. Okay. Excuse me. And then from there um, they will contact my appointment, and then from there they'll contact the people from the national level the sector level and the station level, for sure to come up with a, with a uh, plan mm-hmm. of me coming back to work. Okay. But that's something that they're going to talk about months, not only for themselves, but with the doctors also. Gotcha. They and have to keep in contact with each other. Like yeah. With each other. And then from there, they'll let me, give me a time frame of when I can go back, when I go back to work. Okay. Always tell him he's not going to go back to work. You tell him that? <laughs> I don't want you to go back. Oh, yes, because they are gone a lot, right? Yeah. It's a pretty, yeah, it takes a, a lot of your time away, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of enjoying you being here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Most wives are like, go, you need to leave now. Like, please, I need you, yeah, to give me some space here. So, hey, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, awesome. Alrighty, so... I know that we have um, our Thank the Donor event that's coming up in in December. It's our Thank the Donor meet and greet. It's recipients and donors connecting, connecting recipients and donors. This is our very first launch, and we're very excited that you, Chris, will be our very first um, recipient. And then, of course, we have the donor that will be present, and it will give you an opportunity for you two to meet for the very first time. So I won't say his name because it's going to be a surprise. But, you know, Border Patrol agents are hopefully expected to be present. Halo flight personnel that was actually the individuals that were there on the scene will be present. And we have um, hopefully our mayor, um, Paulette Guajardo, will be present. Some hospital personnel, of course, our staff. It's going to be a great meet and greet and an opportunity for you guys to be able to talk to each other, for you to thank this individual, the individual to speak on why they give, why they even donate blood in the first place. And I mean, I can only imagine that the reason is to save lives. So it's going to be a really amazing, heartfelt event. And I'm so excited about it. I'm really, really excited for you guys to meet and just for us to be able to bring more awareness, because that is the primary goal here is to continue to bring our community residents that 
awareness and the importance of giving blood because a lot of people know it's important, but they still sometimes don't donate or, you know, they can donate. It's about consistency. It's about donating constantly. That's going to really change the game for us here in the community as far as always making sure that we have that readily amount of blood on our shelves at all times because many people are not aware that blood has a certain shelf life like I stated earlier for example whole blood is only good for 42 days you know a lot of times people think oh they just store it in their you know Dracula facility I always say that because people always think that we just like which would which would be great right um because we never have to worry and we'd always be able to make sure that we you know live out our mission, which is to save as many lives as possible here in the coastal bend. And the only way we can do that is with donors like yourself and and the people that donated to save your life. So um, I'm really, really excited to bring this. um, The Coastal Bend Blood Center is excited to bring this event, and we're going to have it once every fall and spring, so twice a year. And we're going to be able to bring more stories to the community and, you know, have them be able to to state their testimonies and, again, just can bring in that constant awareness of why we do what we do. This Why we do what we do. This is our why. And it just always just brings everything full circle. So we're really excited about that. Is there any, I, I would like for you to say, you know, a little bit of how, what you stated on the Thank the Donor website, your, your, your thank you message and why, I mean, obviously I know how thankful and grateful you are, but can you kind of just let our community and our listeners know why you're thankful that that blood was readily available for you? Well, um, I've seen it in the field. Right, firsthand. Firsthand. Mm-hmm. I've, I've rescued people in the field. I've rescued people accidents mm-hmm. uh, uh, I've seen agents uh, have accidents I've seen how hail flight and or ambulances in the area help those agents out mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of have I can see it both sides of it I can see it from an agent standpoint how having blood ready available to assist us in our community involvement mm-hmm. uh, can help out individuals that we that we that we uh, find that need help right uh, agents that need help uh, let alone just the community itself mm-hmm. that uh, this is something that I think everyone in the community needs to have in their mindset that um, maybe it's not right now but someone sometime in the future to have some time and donate yeah. blood. Yeah. be able to help uh, somebody out that needs it. Right. Uh, it may not be right now. It may, may happen a, a week from now, two weeks from now, but um, the blood that you would, that you will donate um, helps save a life. Yeah. Um, it could be a, in my, in my, my, in my circumstances, it could be an, uh, another agent mm-hmm. that needs assistance. It could be a community member. It could be another police officer. A child. A child. Yeah. Could be any certain number of people that might need uh, blood. blood assistance yep. and just save their life. Yep. So I think, especially in where, where I work at, I think it's uh, a necessity mm-hmm. that we have that really available because of just the uh, rescue uh, attempts that we get through every single year, encountering people in the middle of a middle ranch somewhere. Or encounter someone in a vehicle accidents, or a on uh, a situation where they need blood, uh, getting Halo's assistance and or an ambulance assistance to us can save that person's life. Yes. So I've encountered it in 
multiple instances yeah. of that and having that blood available for that person um, in all that in all the situations that I've been encountered helps save their life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfectly said. Yes. He sees it firsthand or he saw it firsthand, I'm sure, on more occasions than not. And um, being a first responder, that's part of it, right? It's part of um, your day-to-day job duties. Um, so thank you again for um, your services. Thank you again for for taking the time to speak to me. I know for you and your wife, Veronica, I know that this is not probably something that's easy to talk about. Obviously, we got emotional at the beginning, which I knew was going to happen. But, you know, um, that's just, that's the reality of this situation. But I am so, so happy that this was a the outcome that it was and that you guys get to, like you stated, you know, you get to spend more time with your family. You get to take trips. You get to be here with your beautiful daughter. And I hear that you guys are going to go see the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I'm a fan and and Christopher is wearing his Jersey. So I love it. We're going to take a picture. We're going to put it on social media and we're going to say hashtag DC for life. (laughs) 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 Yes, this is our year again. No, but I'm really so grateful to you guys for first of all being blood donors for your service and for taking the time out of your busy schedules to come and talk to us we are thankful that you shared this story because it's stories like this that I hope that you know brings more um awareness to the importance as I stated before of giving life here in our very own community so and we can't wait for you guys to come back on December 13th for our thank the donor connecting our recipients and donors so is there anything you'd like to say so our community um Anything you'd like to say? You want to say something, Sophia? Okay. Uh, Olivia. I mean, Olivia, not Sophia. I don't know why I said Sophia. Olivia. Is that weird? I always get Olivia and Sophia's na- names mixed up. I don't know why. Go ahead. Whatever. You- she has a dog named Raven. Do you? Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we can see him one day. Maybe, um, well, you're, is it Chappie? Was that the dog's name? Yeah, Chappie. So you, you are friends now with the Border Patrol dog named Chappie, right? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about him? He. Yes. So I hear that he was able to go with you on your first day of school. Is that right? Yes. How is that? It was good. And we, he took pictures on the side, but there's a lot of mix. Oh, no. <laughs> That's South Texas for you. Gotta love it. <laughs> they're taking blood. Uh, I know, right? Yes. They were getting your blood. Yep. But that was the wrong way of getting blood here in the community. Exactly. But yes. Hilarious. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to say before we leave? Yes. I would like to say thank you to all the donors. Um, and thank you for the donor that donated to my husband. Um, you saved his life and you let him to come home and we truly are appreciative of everything, and thank you for taking the time. Yes. Um, he was probably having a busy day, and he took the time, and he saved my husband. So thank you for allowing him to come home. Oh, <laughs> yes, beautiful. Truly. Okay, well, thank you again for coming on on this, um, or joining us today for this episode of our Third Coast Vein podcast, and we'll definitely let you know when this is airing so you guys can share it on your social medias as well and let your familia know and everybody, oh, friends man. and family, Border Patrol, friends, Co-workers, everyone. So thank you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.